Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. It's the get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105.3. The fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. Sitting in with me is the fan phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shout out to Larry Flores on the ones and twos. Shout out to you listening and rocking with us on this Friday evening. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll go around the association, discuss some of the things that are happening in the NBA. But right now, let's talk a little bit about the National Football League where we've gotten 10 weeks through the NFL season, headed into week 11 and CBS Sports puts out an interesting piece where they lay out every NFL team's biggest need entering Week it. 11. And so interested to kind of see where some of these NFL teams are, and particularly your Dallas Cowboys, what, what the evaluation on is, what, what this team needs, not just for the remainder of the season and maybe even going into next year as well. Uh, is there a team that catches your eyes? We'll get to the Cowboys shortly. Is there is there a team that you're like, uh, that you're really intrigued by right now. Right now, my biggest intrigue has been the Broncos. They kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Myself and I think most people weren't expecting much from them this year. And the Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, I don't want to say it's working as they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but they're playing a lot better than I think a lot of people expected them to. And the defense has actually been the part that they need to work on. And then the Buffalo Bills falling apart. But we'll get to that. Okay, so the the Denver Broncos, obviously – it's it's been weird for them this year. The offense has actually been better. Yep. Not like notably so to where they've been lighting the league on fire, but the offense has been better. It's really been the the defense that's kind of fallen apart. Uh Ajiro Evero leaves as the defensive coordinator. I believe they bring in Vance Joseph. Yes, sir. And it just it, it hasn't looked quite the way that you want it to, even though it's kind of gotten better over time, which is nice. However, uh what is attributed to them by CBS Sports is they need defensive tackle help. Um, projected to have a few free agents this offseason, but Denver has come alive a bit over the past month. The defensive front has been underwhelming, though, right? So, uh, Dramont Jones left Denver in free agency, so they need length and depth. They're integral in uh, head, coaches, head coach Sean Payton's time when it comes to the Saints, and that's been a challenge early in this time with Denver. So, the Broncos are allowing, get this, 158.3 rushing yards Per game. I don't think that's good. I don't no, think that's good. It's quite literally the worst in the NFL. <laughs> worse than the Panthers? They're, yes. they're, they're up there together. There you go. So uh, the Broncos really need some stout, some stoutness. Need some big boys up front. Up the middle. Um, how about this? The 903 or 940, rather, if I can read, which apparently I cannot, uh, is interested in Tampa Bay. How, how have you felt about Tampa Bay thus far? So Tampa Bay is an interesting team where they've got a lot of guys that we know, a lot of household names still. And my boy Baker is making the best out of the situation that he can. Mike Evans on his way to another 1,000-yard reception season. So they're just kind of a team that's in a weird spot where they're not going to be good enough to, I think, make it to the playoffs. They could sneak in, but even if they do, probably a first-round exit. 
but they're not bad enough to get a high draft pick. So they're in that weird spot where is Baker our guy long term? He's doing a lot better than I think people thought he would. Yeah, he's he's definitely looked like a good stopgap for yeah, the time being. It's just they're kind of in that awkward phase where a lot of teams find themselves where they're you want to be good or bad in this league. You don't really want to be right in the middle where you don't have one way to go. So. That's odd because the NFL of my remembrance of maybe like ten years ago, yeah. like as recently as five years, ten years ago, maybe. It felt like there was not this race to the extremes. It felt yeah. like there was some nobility and there was some honor in being just a good football team. Maybe not a great football team, but a good football team. Tampa Bay maybe a little bit around there, uh, but as noted by CBS Sports, the defense has big names and proven veterans, as we mentioned, but most of them are free agents after this season. Yep. And so, like, they, I was mentioning Baker Mayfield could be a stopgap, but a stopgap to what has been the question for me. Uh, what they need, though, is interior offensive line. Uh, Tampa Bay's interior offensive line is a concern. They're averaging just 78.1 rushing yards per game, which is the second lowest in the NFL. So offensive tackles have played well on the outside. Obviously, you got someone like Tristan Wirfs, which I don't know. Did you see him? Was it this past weekend? Pick up a ball, start running? Yeah, and he he's a monster. Dude, Ever got, since they got him, he's been a guy. That's got to be like the scariest thing imaginable. Tristan Wirfs picks up the football and starts <laughs> running with <laughs> some gusto. <laughs> yeah, no, you can have it. Whatever, However many you, yards you want, big boy, you got him. And they, got a, they have a good backfield. They got Rashad White, who's a great pass catcher, a guy that's elusive on the outside. But it doesn't matter, as we've seen even on the Cowboys, doesn't matter how good your running back is that the guys in front of you can't block yeah if, if they're not if they're not getting that push it makes it significantly harder I mean it takes high level almost elite level all-time running backs to be able to make something out of nothing when it comes to offensive LT. line play so yeah that's the Buccaneers are looking for that uh how about let's see what uh the opponent for this week's Cowboys the the, the Carolina Panthers wow um, they're they're given the offensive line is where they need help. Yeah, that's not an anywhere easy in particular, <laughs> but the <laughs> offensive line, and that makes sense. Look, man, you just drafted a quarterback number one, number one overall, right? They did number one overall selection of Bryce Young, and they've done him no favors in that regard either. When you talk about pass catchers, but also particularly keeping him safe. And you would think that that would be something that you care about, although to be fair, right? There's not much you can do once you do use that capital, and especially once you trade up for that capital. Uh, on the quarterback because you use that. But, man, you need to be able to protect him, particularly a guy like that who he's a little smaller, and I don't necessarily buy into the narrative that you know smaller quarterbacks get hurt more. No. However, he likes holding the football. And yeah. particularly, it seems like it's something you mentioned earlier in the week, the idea that you know he needs to get a feel for NFL open as opposed to college open has changed some of the, uh, the math on it for him where he's holding the football as well because he's looking and he's not trusting his eyes. And then you end up in a place where – even if your offensive line was good, maybe you'd be uh, in a bad place. So uh, Carolina has allowed a pressure on 39.8% of dropbacks. Yeah, not great for a young quarterback. Six most in, most in the league. So you definitely need to give him some help up the middle. And to touch on that, obviously we're playing the Panthers this week, so I've been doing a deep dive on the Panthers. And their offensive line is in shambles, bottom of the league, thereabouts with the Bengals. I will say one bright spot for them is on actually on the offensive line. They drafted them. Akeem Ekwanu, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. 89.9 pass blocking grade, which was the number one from all offensive tackles in week in week 10. He only gave up one quarterback hurry. So they have, I don't want to even say pieces, plural. They have a piece in him, and you got to keep building that around. As we just saw earlier in, in the topics, with Joe Burrow. It doesn't matter how good your receivers are if you can't block and get it to them. So I assume that'll be the number one priority is getting another guy to protect your young QB. What other teams catch your eye when it comes to the season? Mm, 
I, I would love to harp on the Bills. The Bills have been a team where were they not the the odds on like this is their year, they're gonna make the jump. They're they they gotta be something. And I think it's just cause you see the talent at quarterback and you just hope he's gonna propel. And like I still believe in Josh Allen as a talent, but at some point we gotta say it's more than just being talented at quarterback. You gotta have a good OC. You gotta have guys that wanna block. You gotta have a good run game. Like it's more than just having a talented QB in this league nowadays. You gotta have more behind it. And which we just saw already fired their OC and Ken Dorsey. I'm interested, honestly, just where they're gonna go in the offseason as far as building pieces, what they put around Josh Allen, what his future looks like as far as confidence on that team. So I'm just kind of interested to see how that unfolds. Yeah, I think the Bills is the right team to be interested in. I do think that they've had good offensive coordinators, um, obviously. And I, I still believe in, I mean, and I don't really have to sell anybody on this, uh, Josh Allen's high-level ability. You've seen the, the games, particularly in the postseason, that are evidence Gotta of that. Got to get there first. <laughs> when it comes to the talent, this is what they need to do, the Bills, is add talent. Because what they've quietly done, or not done rather, is just kind of let this team age. Yeah. And they've not gotten better in certain respects. The run game still hinges too much on what Josh Allen can do, as opposed to what, you, what you'd be able to do otherwise. Um, there's other places on the team where they've just kind of allowed it to, they, they've allowed the talent to slowly tr- drip away as opposed to adding on top of what they've had. And they've just kind of depended on the idea that, well, Josh Allen will get us through. But what C- what uh, CBS Sports lines up as their need after week 11 is cornerback. Tredavious White is actually done for this season with an Achilles injury, and Kyrie Elam was added to the IR on November 2nd with an ankle injury. So they got Russell Douglas from Green Bay. But, um, I mean, look, they were already looking for a reason to get Razzle Douglas out of starting so that they could put Carrington Valentine in there. Um, the Bills' secondary, the backbone of their defense has been a concern. Um, and so, with that being the case, you've Daquan Jones, uh, defensive tackle, and then you also have the linebacker, Matt Milano, the one that everybody knows because he's Millie. been so good. Those guys are also on the injury reserve. So, they, they just need help defensively, and cornerbacks is probably a good place for that to be. So yeah, no, I think that those are also that's a concern, but there's there's clearly more places in which I mean we could talk about the fact that the running backs have not been stellar for them. They were hoping for a big James Cook breakout season and ball security has been the biggest thing for him. And when you can't hold into the ball, your coach isn't going to put you out there as much as you want because not saying the quarterback's been doing a great job of holding on to the ball either as Josh Allen as we've noted many a times leading the league in turnovers and interceptions. So I'm just I don't think it's just one plug and play to fix this team. I think this team is trending in the wrong direction. They have a great quarterback, so they're always going to be probably um, above 500. I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the league anytime soon. But as far as Bills Mafia wants to compete for an AFC championship game, they don't want to just be good. Mm -hmm. So what what they do in this offseason will be very telling to their fan bases of where they see this team going. Yeah. Um, Now, let's talk about your Dallas Cowboys. How about it? I like them. Um, where would you where would you say the Cowboys need uh, help when it comes to um, from this point on and you know obviously next year? Um, so I think the the obvious one that glares is linebacker. As far as losing Layton, a lot of those guys kind of were um, on their tail end. You got great young guys and and Bell and Clark, and then also I don't know if people remember we drafted a guy from Texas, Demario Overshawn, who was a monster. At Texas and was killing in the preseason and practice. Coaches were raving about him. So we'll get him back next year. I do see them using some draft capital on another linebacker. And then my personal concern was right tackle. I haven't loved Terrence Steele all year. 
so that I feel like and the O-line is aging. I wouldn't say they're exactly young other than our boy Tyler Smith at left guard. I do see them using some draft capital in the trenches, and it never hurt, hurts to help another D lineman. So linebacker and um, offensive line, I think, is where the draft capital will be used, and then probably some other trenches on the defensive side. So I, I, I really like what you're saying there. I think Terrence Steele, you've invested in at right tackle. You've given him his contract. I think offensive line could be that because one thing to remember is Tyron Smith yeah. is going to be a is projected to be a free agent now. They might bring him back because this organization really does love him and they seem to love players like him. However, you could see them maybe ultimately moving forward towards the the future that they expected, which is uh, Tyler Smith at left tackle and then getting a guard to then play left guard. And I imagine that would also give you some more strength as well. However, you know, you have that. Um, I think linebacker, you mentioned DeMarvion Overshone, and I imagine that that gives them some confidence that the linebacker spot is more solid than than maybe we feel at this moment because of Leighton Van Der Esch. Um, however, what CBS Sports points to as a need for these Cowboys, and I find it interesting, although fair, running back. Right, Tony Pollard is you know a projected key free agent, and also when you look at it um, over the past six games, Tony Pollard has just seventy three carries, two hundred sixty five yards, which is good for three point six yards per carry. Um, and so you know Rico Dowdle is giving you a little bit of spark, uh, and hopefully you see that level out somewhat. Um, but when it comes down to the injuries that you had, obviously you mentioned Trayvon Diggs, you've had step ups there. You've had Deron Bland play magnificently Magnificent. across from Stephon Gilmore. And then also Jordan Lewis is still there on the inside who you maybe had to consider um, moving on from because of you had so many uh, talented players inside. They said running back? They pointed to running back. I, I, I mean, CBS knows what they're talking about, but I don't I mean, see, you don't have to give them that, that level of deference. You can say they don't. I don't think that's their number one need. I'm not saying that it doesn't hurt to add a four, fourth round, fifth round running back to your roster. It definitely is probably something they will do. But as far as anything in the first three rounds, we have way bigger glaring needs. Tony Pollard, it's not like he's washed. If you watch the games and you're not just looking at the stats, it's not like he's running in mud out there. There's not holes. He's not doing the best job at finding them. But I still feel fine at Tony Pollard being the one we hand the ball off to. And then, like you mentioned, Rico's been a nice change of pace. I, I have no problem with that tandem back there. And I don't know who they see in college that they think is going to be better plug and play. Well, they'll, they'll find one. It feels like every year there's going to be running backs out there. And then one thing to remember also, Tony Pollard, they were working, they were trying at least to work, at least that's what we hear from the outside, that they were working on a, trying to work out a deal and they weren't able to get that. That's why he ends up playing on the franchise I'm tag. Tired, I yep. imagine that Tony Pollard is not, is not there's not going to be a situation where they figure it out necessarily. That's That was my thought. Uh, do you just say Rico Dowdle, next man up? I imagine, no, I imagine that you probably use some Use some capital there, so I can understand why it comes from that perspective. I think the, the the production itself has been disappointing, but I think that splits a little bit more along the lines of yes, he has not he has not run the ball as well as you want. I think they haven't put him in the right places. I think there's been a lot of runs up the tackle where they probably could have moved him, you know, get outside. And it seems like they've tried to adjust some of that. And then some of this, I think, is also the idea of the line getting up to the second level and you know making some of those gaps a little bit bigger, a little bit better for him to actually run them. It, it doesn't help when, as far as just running back numbers, when your quarterback and receiver are putting up historic numbers. Obviously, if someone's putting up historic numbers, it's kind of hard to do it on the running and passing side unless you're the Houston Texans. To do what that, are you doing right now? I mean, I can, we, can, we can do it. We can do it. The Texans are... Never mind. We don't, we, I don't want to get too off track with that. But the Cowboys, when you have a guy who's... CeeDee Lamb, we've mentioned very various times on this program. 10 catches, 150 yards, three games in a row with a tutty. 
you're probably not going to have your running back with 150 plus yards. I mean, you could. You could, but also we're pulling guys in the after the third quarter. A lot of these guys aren't even playing the fourth quarter. We're blowing teams out so bad. I so, mean, okay, you can say that, but I think we, the, the point remains: it's not just about the totals. It's it is the not, idea of the you know the averages aren't there. The, the averages, I completely agree. I don't think he's having the best season than what we expected. But as far as using early draft capital on, well, a I don't running know that back, it necessarily has to be early draft okay. capital, but they're, they're it, it's a need. It's something that they're going to have. To I don't address. mind them using it later and getting another guy because running back is one thing we've seen time and time again. You don't pay your running back. Because how many guys have we seen on their second contract be better than they were in their first? There's always a guy that's ready to run the ball in college. Those are some of the big needs that are needed for some of the teams around the NFL as we head into week 11. It's the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we go around the association where the NBA told uh, LaMelo Ball to put that away. Discuss it next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's the get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105.3. The fan, Reginald Atatula here with you, sitting alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shout out to Larry Flores, holding down the ones and twos on this Friday evening. Happy Friday to you all. And you can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. Coming up next in about 20 minutes, uh, I have a question to ask of you. Uh, just just a little uh, selfless or uh, selfish, rather, uh, outsourcing. You know, what, what do you what's your favorite thing to do with your homies? We'll discuss that um, in about 20 minutes. But right now we'll go around the association in the National Basketball League. Um, it's uh, in season tournament night. Tuesdays and Fridays in the month of November mean that you're going to see crazy colored courts and you're going to see teams playing against uh, teams in, in their groups. You'll see some group standings be flashed. You'll see various different uh, different jerseys and logos because the NBA wants you to know this thing matters. It matters. Um, but within that, um, within the Mavs group, I believe it's West Group B, mm-hmm. uh, where the Nuggets exist, the Pelicans, the Rockets, and the Clippers. Ooh, the Clippies. Those games are going on tonight. And within that, we actually got some interesting news about the Clippers as, remember, the Clippers went and traded for James Harden, and since then they have been over. Over. They have not won any games, and really the question has been, how are they going to find a way to make that work? Well, today we got some news that maybe will be a first step in that direction, as you know, Kawhi Leonard and 
and Paul George are clearly stars on that team. They had Russell Westbrook who was starting, and then they brought in James Harden. Those guys all started together thus far, and the question was, man, it doesn't seem like that's working together. Well, it seems like Russell Westbrook, who's been a leader on that team, stepped up and says that he's going to be a leader as uh, earlier today, we found out that Los Angeles Clippers will bring Russell Westbrook off the bench in their game tonight against the Rockets. Apparently, uh, league source let it be known that Russ went to, uh, he, as a vocal team leader, went to the coaching staff and he told them he wants to do whatever it takes to win, and thus he'll come off the bench. Um, how does that hit your ear? And two, uh, do you believe it went just like it was reported, or is it anything different than you think? Yeah, I love this kind of reinvented Russ that we've been seeing. I think he was one of, if not the most hated NBA player just because of how he played and the triple doubles and the quote-unquote stat padding. But I've loved this Russ in the last two years that we've seen kind of this unselfish play and kind of just being a team player. I really do think that it went just like that. I think Russ hears the noise, sees what his team is putting out on the floor and goes, man, we got a lot of guys that want to score. Maybe one of us should step out, and this is obviously Kawhi and PG's team, and I don't think Harden getting traded would want to get traded on that elusive contract sitting on the bench. And Russ said, hey, I'm going to be the bigger guy in the room, and I'm going to come off the bench. He's done it before and done well at it. So I think it did just go like that, and I salute to him because maybe the Clippers can turn it around. If I could read off two or three numbers, the Clippers with Harden on the court have a negative 21.8 net rating, which would be last in the league. When it comes to their offensive rating, they have a 104.0, which would rank 29th in the league, and their defensive rating, a 125.8, which is also last. So not too hot of a start for the Clippies with Harden. Yeah, man, the Clippers have been kind of odd. Like We can get into the schematics of it, but I imagine that that gets a little boring um, the ideas of sometimes the ball sticking, not going up immediately, you know, not immediately taking the off-ball shots, and that's not just James Harden I'm talking about. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, like these guys have desperately needed a point guard for various years, and some of that is because the distribution needed to be there. However, they're also not used to getting that level of distribution and utilizing it in the way that continues to bend a defense. Uh, with all that being the case, I believe as well that Russell Westbrook did this. The only reason why I ask is, it's convenient that we, that the media finds out about that portion of it. Not just that we hear, well, Russell Westbrook's you know not in the starting lineup, but we hear specifically the story ahead of time that how hey, it happens. This is everybody. Everybody's good here. Yep. You know, this guy he was a bigger man. He came out and he said this. You yep. know, everything is good here. Like Don't that. look behind the you know curtain. That that kind of caught my antenna. However, Russell Westbrook is leader guy, right? It's one of the things why I think you mentioned it seems like there's team players out there or there's people out there rather that haven't liked Russ. And I've kind of found that odd because it seems like a lot of the things that people want in players, Russell Westbrook exhibits that when it comes to like super hard worker, family man, community dude, leader guy, all those types of things. Those are Russell Westbrook. The problem is he'd be taking dumb shots sometimes um, and he's boisterous in a way that sometimes it's not seem to fit his game. Yep. And so I guess that's what turns people off. But no, he he is leader guy, and I, it does make sense that he would go and be like, hey, um, clearly what we want to do is win here, and what's happening right now is not helping them do and that. And I've spoken to Russ before when they played the Mavs I'll look here. look at that little humble brag right quick. No, I'm just saying he— I'd be talking to Russ. People attribute stuff that people do on the court to what they do off, and they see maybe a tenacious guy attacking the rim— and kind of like this boisterous attitude out on the floor and assume he's a locker room cancer and he's a not a nice guy. Quite opposite, the, quite the opposite. Same with Kyrie that I've already touched on before. Very nice, lighthearted, kind guys. And so I think that this reinvention of himself is getting 
himself, the media, fans, team is kind of more ingratiating him into what the Clippers can be hopefully moving forward with. And I think Russ is one of those guys where you can kind of be like, he can fit on any team because that was the narrative that you had to build around him and and he couldn't be a fit-in, plug-in piece. And he's kind of showing that, put me anywhere and I'll make good things happen. Yeah, I don't, I'm still not certain that he's a fit-in, plug-in piece. I mean, the lack of shooting clearly makes it so that he has to be more, more on a chemistry side. I'm saying not necessarily on the floor, just more of a chemistry sure, locker sure. room. guy. But I, th- I think the chemistry probably wasn't something that was doubted. It was more kind of the play. Regardless, he'll come off the bench and we'll see if that helps them against uh, the surprisingly good Houston Rockets in their in season tournament game. That should be tipping off in probably about an hour. Uh, elsewhere around the association, we found out that the Phoenix Suns, they didn't plan for it to go this way. I know damn well they didn't feel like it should go this way. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made this deal. As Bradley Beal will miss the next three weeks. Oh, my god! As the lower back strain that he's been dealing with continues to be an issue with for him at the start of this Phoenix Suns season. Um, in a statement, the Suns said that he'll be reevaluated in three weeks. So it's three weeks or maybe more depending on how that back issue happens. And this is, this is one of the reasons why the Miami Heat – uh, funny enough, we're kind of out on the idea of Bradley Beal once that you know that trade request was in. The idea that he was out there and available. The Miami Heat were one of those teams that people looked at as, hey, would you like a Bradley Beal? And they were kind of like, the injuries concern us, and apparently it's been a concern for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I have to put it to, you know put myself up and put my hand up and say I thought that this would go that this would be going better. I do think that they have the amount of talent, they have a coach in Frank Vogel that I think is capable of putting these things together. However. You can't build cohesion and get this thing together if these guys aren't playing, and you definitely don't have enough else, elsewhere if uh, you're missing one or two of the three. Well, I'm glad you got confidence in them, Reg, because me personally, I did not believe in it when it was built. Now, you can obviously put talent on a team. We've seen it done, and we've seen it work. But we've also seen it gone the other way, sure. a.k.a. the Clippers, and now we're kind of seeing that with the Suns. The problem with the Suns, like you just mentioned, they're not even on the floor. The biggest thing when you got guys like this is you need continuity. You need reps together. This, is, this isn't pickup basketball. you got to be able to be NBA teams that scheme against you. They have scouting reports on you. Just because you're Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal, you can't just roll the ball out there and go win a game. They're still going to try to defend, and when all, your big three, what, did they play one game together? Did they play the other night together? If not, not very many games it's, together. It's, it's a couple at, at most. Like they, they have to get that continuity together, and don't get me started that they their bench, I mean – I can name two dudes off their bench. So Utah Watanabe. <laughs> when it comes down to the playoffs, if they make it, they're currently in ninth at five and six, which I think they'll make it. I think they're a good enough team to make it. Are they going to make noise? Are they just going to try to out-talent teams? I think it, the NBA comes down more than just having guys on your team, names. They are big names. Don't get me wrong. But we've seen in clutch moments that this team isn't exactly who I feel confident in, especially when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks. We know that Lucas got their number. What's funny enough is I actually do think like the it's the seeding more that I'm concerned about than the idea of once they get to the end. If they get to the end uh, of this of the season and they're together, I still have confidence in this what this team is capable of doing. Call me naive, and that's fine. That's like, possible. how far you see him going? Like second round, conference championship, something like that. Is I mean, and I think it's conference championship or bust. Or I mean, sure, I, I can I can see how you look at it that way. I mean, Ky- or not Kyrie, KD is not getting any younger. That is not a young buck by any means. Um, Devin Booker been around for a little while himself, um, and so Lucas Sun. Continue. Sure. Fair. Look, that's absolutely fair. We got the we got the receipts. We can go look we up got the, the receipts. We can look up the history. Um. So no, I, I'm 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 just intrigued, and of course that's a huge step back for the Suns, and I imagine they're not going to enjoy that at all. I'm also um Lamelo Ball. 
got into the ire of the National Basketball Association a little bit as the NBA told the Charlotte Hornets and uh, LaMelo Ball that he got to cover that up. Cover it up, brother. What is that exactly? It's a tattoo on his neck that violates league policies. And you go, hey, man, there's a lot of dudes out here who have tattoos. What do you mean league policies? Uh, and I thought the NBA was one of the cool leagues. Thought they were the cool ones. They, they try and be so. And the the policy here is not just about against tattoos, but particularly against uh, displaying corporate logos. And obviously, as an organization that's going to be selling this uh, visibility, you know, the league does not want you know players just kind of usurping you know their ability to sell things. Great and word so, right there. Usurp. Appreciate that. Very good. Um, so the the logo is a red LF, which is under his left ear. And the tattoo, the initials stand for LaFrance, which is his middle name, but it's also the name of his lifestyle fashion brand. And so with that being the case, you see the corporate tie-in as if this is like kind of using your body for advertising. And so with that, you'll see him kind of use what almost looks like a nicotine patch. Yeah, got the little Band-Aid. Uh, that's a Band-Aid over, uh, right behind his ear when he's playing. Um, what's funny is that we've seen this happen with the Ball family before. Yes, we have. Yeah, Lonzo Ball actually had a situation where he had to cover up a tattoo. It was actually the Big Baller brand tattoo at that point. Um, And, of course, same reasons. Ultimately, he had that covered up with a different tattoo of dice. Yep, and I think the funny part about this is, we, like you said, we've seen this before. I don't know if y'all remember my NBA Twitter nerds when Jordan Clarkson and Kelly Oubre were rocking Supreme sleeves. and real they got hype beast nasty. The real hype beast. They got in trouble for that and couldn't wear it. Got some fines, so it makes sense why they did this. I just I feel like Lamelo has a little bit of an angle because it is his middle name. I know it's his clothing brand as well, so I don't know if he wants to take the angle of hey, this is my middle name, like I can't do this. But it hasn't affected him at all. In his last six games, he's got 37, 28, 32, 25, Hold on. 34, Hold on. and 30. Hold on. Great numbers, fantastic. Are you trying to say that putting a ta- putting a, a band hey, on man. a tattoo was supposed to affect him? Hey, I don't. Hey, man, he's turning to prime Jordan with that over it. So All do whatever right. you need to do, man. Okay. He's going you're doing, bonkers. You're doing a lot right now. You're doing very bonkers. much. Uh, you know who might not be doing very much? The Golden State Warriors right now. Um, this team has not looked exactly how you want it to be. And Brad Botkin of CBS CBS Sports says um, that he don't he thinks um, the Golden State Warriors aren't a contender. I agree with him. Okay, tell me why. When you have a guy, when it's just one guy on the team, we've seen this with multiple teams where it's just, boom, a Luka Doncic, boom, a Jalen Brunson. They can't make it far. Steph Curry is all world, probably going to be go down as obviously a Hall of Famer, all-time great. You need a supporting cast, and like you said with KD, he's not getting any younger. And when your supporting cast, Klay Thompson's, Looking like a wash dish out there, it's a little tough to score. And you got a bunch of young guys out there. I just don't see where this team is trending. I love Kaminga and what they're trying to do over there. But Klay Thompson has looked horrific without Steph Curry, his splash brother, mate, on the court. And like you Even said with earlier, him on the court. Huh? Even with him on Even the with him on the court. Yeah, I agree. And Draymond Green gets in trouble every other day. They need those integral parts. I think when Steph comes back, he'll get the shit back to a float. But I will add, I will add, now I've almost co- configured myself while thinking, no one expected the Warriors to win their championship when they won it. We're terrible the year before. Steph and Clay hurt. Come back. Ah, they're not going to do anything. Win the NBA championship. So I will say, when you doubt a team the most, that's usually when they come through. So Yeah, but that's, I think that was more anomalous than it was some level of rule that you can depend on, right? This, and then in addition to that, 
these dudes are just getting older, particularly Clay Thompson, who his value is as a 3 and D specialist. He wanted a max, Reggie. He wanted a max this offseason. And he's got to be so thankful <laughs> that Steph Curry is a benevolent friend that really likes his homies. Because, oh my goodness, right? It, it seems like it's been very apparent since he came back from those couple of injuries, which were really devastating, and I'm sorry that he had to go through those. But he has not been the same player, even especially defensively, which is his main you know, impact. Obviously, the threes that he knocks down is important, but he's been important to that organization as a defender on the perimeter, and he's lost that step, and then you see the shots not going in. Like, this was kind of something that could have been foreseen but the thing about it is that they care about that level of like the visibility of this team and the, you know that image that they've crafted. And I understand why they built themselves a whole new stadium based off of it. They're, the money is piling in because of those those uh, you know those images. But that main image is Seth or Steph Curry rather. And I imagine that you need to make sure that you're putting the right things around him. And they have not done the best thing uh, or the best job of adding more talent around him. Hello, James Wiseman. I mean, hello, Moody and Kuminga. Those guys are young and that they, they've been all right, but they have not been as good as you hope. And so with these guys aging, they've tried to, at one point especially, they were trying to play both ends of the, of the stick, which is playing for right now and playing for the future. And they learned, okay, you can't quite do that. But what that's left is now they have young guys that they need to step up and play at a high level and fill some of the roles that they've had from really good players in the past. And I'm not certain that those guys are doing quite that. Also, hey, man. This is what happens when you pay uh, Andrew Wiggins max player money in order to be the fourth best player on the team. So I'll ask you, Reg, I know you're a big fan of CP3 and that acquisition. Do you, now thinking of how this team is kind of trending, did they make the right or wrong decision? I know you're not the biggest Jordan Poole fan. I don't don't think this changes anything when it comes down to it. But now they got a team of a bunch of old guys, a bunch of old guards. Which actually would make you appreciate the CP3 deal more. And you want to know why why I say that? Tell me why. His deal is expiring. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole's deal, his big money just started this year. Yep. So this is you get off of that money. You give yourself an opportunity to get some of that space back and to do things with that, as opposed to Jordan Poole, where you'd be locked into that dude taking 30-foot jumpers and not playing no defense. I I, I completely agree. I just want to get your take on that because I know you're a big CP3 guy. I just All right. I, just, you know, yeah, I, I, I think that that was the right move. I'm not, I wouldn't say a big CP3 guy. I don't go up for habitual uh, nuts, nut punchers. So. I just don't know. <laughs> I like that. I just don't know where this team is trending. Like, other than Moody and Kaminga, like you said, what are the young pieces that you're going to build around? Not just guys that can play minutes, that you're going to build around. Yeah, I think that they've given up on the idea of, like, playing for the future. This is just, we're going to ride out the Steph thing as long as it'll go because he built this whole thing. Look look around you. Look around you. We built all these. Shout out to Drake, right? Like, that's yeah. that's that's the feeling there. Um, and that's how we go around the association Woo. on the get right on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's a real self-serving question, but, you know, oblige me. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do with the homies? Oh, we'll talk about it next on The Fan. What do you do with the homies? It's the get right on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside fan phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Larry Flores on the ones and twos. Appreciate you, sir. Thanks for rocking with us and happy Friday evening. Uh, you can always get involved with the program, and I'm, we, I need you to be involved with the program. Need it. On need the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. And again, you can always see our smiling faces. On YouTube, uh, search 105 through the fan or on twitch.tv slash Dallas fan cam. Coming up in about uh, 15 minutes, we'll give you our bold predictions for week 11 in the NFL, um, as we do on a Friday night on the get right. But right now, if you'll oblige me, uh, you know, 
when you get a little older and Blake, you'll you'll realize this as you get even further away from college age. No, I, like this isn't even like jokes. This is just like really, you think about it. And one of my favorite times in life, especially if you go, if you know, if people go to college, is like college is a great time because your friends are all kind of just rel- relatively available. Especially if you like, if you're living on campus and stuff, all your friends happen to be within like two three mile radius and if you want to hang out you can usually make it happen real quick you usually just roll up on folks make things happen like hey let's go do stuff and those are those are the people that you hang out with and as you get older you know things change life happens people get you know jobs in various places and move and more relationships and things of that nature that make it a little bit harder to link up with your friends and so recently i've been like man i need to get me get the go- the guys together i need to get the boys together um and do something and i was like but do what but do what? And so that made me think, uh, what do you do with the homies? What do you like to do with the homies when you get together? 877-881-1053. And I guess I'm interested in seeing how those, how various peoples differ, especially from you, Blake, as uh, you're a young buck. How old are you again? 24. Two four. All right. So you're you're still around kind of that college age where life should be pretty, pretty fun and easy and you should be able to you know catch up with your people pretty easily what, what do you do when you catch up with the homies so i know it may assume like reg just said young buck doing young things but honestly the people that i've been hanging out with since i moved off campus the last couple of years into my own apartment i kind of hang out with older people mm-hmm. my friends are actually 26 25 27 the people i see oh the yeah most. so much older I'm, yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm the young one of the group and when it's not sports, I'll take that away because obviously watching games together. But it, it's mainly just going over to their houses and playing video games, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Madden, 2K, and kind of just sharing stories about how our lives are going. Now, if you'd ask me this question when I was a freshman, it was a lot more lucrative and going to concerts and whatnot. But now it's really just finding time where they're not with their girlfriend or they're not at their job and just like, hey, man, just catching up. I'm always keen, love going to the museums. Now, I don't necessarily do that with the homies. Museums with the homies. Museums with the homies. Hey, we about to turn up at the Perot, baby. The per- hey, Perot, the best museum out. If you haven't been, go there. But um, About it- to go to the Fort Worth Zoo. Let's go. Fort Roll Worth. out. I-, I would say my favorite pastime, other than like going and playing Madden and 2K, I love listening to a good album with a good friend. Oh, especially I've done this three times. The last three little Uzi Vert and Drake albums that have come out. I've been with a friend when it's come out and we've listened to the album together. And I feel like music and movies are one of those things that are a little bit more enjoyable when you have someone there with you to kind of go back and forth with the content that you're receiving. What did you think of that lyric? Did you notice that? What? And then if you're watching a movie, what did you think of that scene? Who's the killer? Who's who's going to be the breakup and kind of breaking it down. So. Honestly, I just love having deep talks, listening to music, breaking down content, and then, of course, watching a good football game with them. Okay. All right. I like that. Um, from the 214, uh, the strip club. You know, hey, man, not a, not a bad idea. Just get together, go to the booty club, you know, do something that you don't you don't do all the time. I hope you don't do all the time. That Well, look, I can't pass judgment. Who am I? He might be uh, a member. If that's... <laughs> Do they have memberships? memberships? You know what that made me think of? My mind immediately went to, like, for me, I I have one of them uh, car wash memberships where you can just go through it. And I was like, has any has any booty club instituted one of those where it's just like you just show the card thirty dollars a month <laughs> and you can get in anytime? Like, does that <laughs> that would cost you more than you would make? Like, that's that's something where the car wash you save money. Because you can get in and save it. Well, I mean, it depends. Uh, how many times are you <laughs> frequent in the booty club? You know, if if you can avoid that cover charge, 
with the with that uh, membership. You never know. You never know what that ends up working out. Uh, from the two one four, I find this to be adorable, and I mean that sincerely. They say me and the boys get together twice a week at a Mexican restaurant for drinks. That's real cool, That's man. Good. Like you schedule in. Scheduled. Everybody has a built in. Like I, uh, I've been recently kind of jumping in like a basketball run. Basketball. And it's great. not it's not like my friends necessarily, um, but you know it's cool to have just like this this regular. Hopefully they're not meeting. listening. <laughs> I, mean, look, jab. I think they understand. Like I've, I've run with them three times. So, yeah. I mean, when it comes to guys, I guess all it takes is like maybe five, ten runs and y'all are homies now. But um, yeah, no, I, I don't know them all all that well. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Uh, from the 940, they said they used to be skeptical, but going golfing with the boys is a whole lot of fun. It's competitive, even though no one is good. Uh, it's almost more fun when nobody's good. If I had the money, that would be my number one, easily. Because I I worked at a golf course for a little bit. And did you now? I did. Okay. And that seems like a great bonding experience. You're with the boys. You're in your own little cart. You're jonesing around. You're hitting balls. You got a Bud Light with you. And once I get to, like, I don't know, the age of 40 and I got my money behind me, that sounds like a great pastime to do with the boys. I really do hope that you got your money behind you at 40. Yep. Um, not everybody does. Yep. Uh, this One of the reasons why, as I was thinking about this, because... For me and my friends, my college friends, because, I mean, I have a few friend groups, but, like, the, the dudes that, like, really hung with in college, um, <laughs> we had this one really big trip that we wanted to make, um, and it was going to be a fried chicken tour of Texas. Ooh. And when I say that, I sincerely mean that. We were planning on a single day to go Dallas, drive to Houston, okay, get some fried chicken there, stop in Austin, Ooh. get some fried chicken there, go to Fort Worth. Funky town. So, like, I mean, I felt like it, that's doable. You know, hit those stops and then, you know, get food at all, all those various places. And the morning that we were supposed to go, one of the guys got sick. Oh. And we didn't go. And so, yeah, I was like, COVID? you know what? No, 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 no. This not, is well before that. Thanks. Ebola? Not that not that <laughs> early. Good guesses, though. I appreciate the, the guesses. Uh, So, yeah, it's like. I've been thinking about that. I'm like, man, I need to find something uh, something to do. Uh, from the 817, they say poker. Mm. Throwing monies at your homies is better than throwing money at women. Shout out to Ruben. Uh, a good poker night is good, but this is the thing. Um, look, man, the way that my, my bank account is set up, I don't know if throwing money at the homies is a good idea. I don't, I don't want to be mad at them. Nah, you know damn well you ain't had no aces. I need someone to teach me poker. It seems fun, but I don't oh, know how to no. play. Now, I, I know the basic rules, but I couldn't be competitive. Oh, that like, sounds like that sounds like a great person. Hey, you got some money, Larry? You know how to play poker, right? Let's have a, let's have a little game. We can we can have some fun. How much money you got? You know? see, look, they trying to jones me on my first <laughs> week. They trying to run my pockets, guys. You got on you? How much money you got on you in cash? Uh, we, I we got these this, sweet we tart. We can make this happen in the break. Don't even worry about I it. I can do the sweet tart ropes. I can do that as my wager. <laughs> Uh, from the 817 said, Reg, can you shout out Cade Garrison, my godfather? He was a huge fan of you and, uh, a big Texas Rangers fan. Shout out to that man. Shout out to the champion. Champ. Uh, Cade Garrison. Um, let's see. From 31, they say, wife and kid, just chill at my buddy's ranch, drink and shoot guns. Hey. That, that was a low-key flex on my buddy's ranch. Yeah, so. man, he, he's like, you know, he got some acres. You know what I'm saying? He got some acres. You know, he just sprawled. No, that's that's fire. Look, man, sometimes it can be as simple as, especially like on a night kind of like this one where it's cool but not like cold. Yeah. Like a, a fire or something, chill, beers, have some fun. Vibes are there. Good stuff. From the 469, I like this. I think this is how me and my friends kind of are. Dallas karting complex. So like maybe go go-karting, something like that. Yeah. Pretty competitive. Plenty of time in, in between races to chill. Or talk that talk with your boys on slow and slow laptops. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, I like this one for the four six nine. Uh, another four six nine. They said they're all nerds. Once or twice a week, play D and D online. Also, in person friends like to go 
a place with a bunch of craft beers and play play like darts. Darts is I love going to a bar and playing darts with the darts homies or like good. pool because it's it's lighthearted, but you can make it as competitive as you want. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. The only thing is, like, some bars, it's hard to, like, dominate the dartboard or the pool table because you see people start standing Standing around. They're waiting. (laughs) Depending on how many you've had, you're like, all right, we got to get out the way or no. Or maybe just like, well, y'all going to have to wait. Even even cornhole is usually at some of these places. Cornhole. But that one gets boring after a while. After one game, you're done. I didn't want to say it, but cornhole isn't, like, my personal favorite. Cornhole's fine, but it it, it doesn't Time passer. Not even that. Like after a little while, I'm like, I'm bored here. I would like to do something else. After and, you've missed a couple times. Yeah, maybe maybe I just need to be better. Maybe that's what it needs to be. Uh, cigars, scotch, jazz. A good cigar lounge is fun. I'm not gonna lie. Also, great people watching at a cigar lounge. Not Never done lie. it. Never done it. All right, we're gonna have to make that happen, Blake. Uh, and so look, I, great suggestions for everybody. And yes, eight one seven. I'll shout out. Uh, pecan whiskey. Okay. All right, we can do that. Uh, shout out to my son Austin States from Quinlan Ford. Uh, Whataburger Super Team 2023 finalist. Shout out to you, young man. Um, it's the get right right here on 105 through the fan. Appreciate y'all obliging me. Obliged. I'll, I will hopefully uh, I'll put these in a in a spreadsheet. Yep. Uh, I'll pass them up the up the uh, I'll run them up the the flagpole. Poker we'll, night coming up soon. We'll we'll see uh what ultimately comes of it. But appreciate you guys being great tolos and being real helpful and helping you, man. Uh, get 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 the get the guys together. Um, but coming up next on the get right. We'll get bold predictions for week 11 in the NFL, and we'll do it next on The Fan. Okay.